Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us now on the line, Dr. Shahida Omar, who's the director of the Teddy Bear Clinic for Abused Children to unpack this situation. Doctor, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon to you and all the listeners. Thank you. Indeed, Doctor. Well, one just has to pause and just, you know, like grasp this and let this sink in. Police Minister General Becky Kele revealed these uh, shocking, to put it very mildly, statistics yesterday, and it still continues at an alarming rate. Doctor, what are we dealing with here? What's happening here? Why? So the question to ask is, why are children perpetuating violence? Where are children learning this behavior from? Mm -hmm. Children emulate what they're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. They learn by what they've been subjected to, the way they they are socialized, the way they see their reference groups, their icons, their uh, role models uh, conducting themselves. Mm -hmm. They're likely to reenact what they've been exposed to. And I think that you need to understand that it's a socially conditioned response. Children are surrounded by violence, mm. like domestic violence, yeah. neighborhood violence. I think just looking at the whole culture of violence, if we look at gender-based violence and femicide. Mm. So what are children being exposed to all the time? What are the subliminal messages that are being conveyed to children? When you have a problem, how do you resolve a conflict? You resolve it by fighting back, using mm. weapons. You know, And of course, the only way is to overcome the person by uh, not only assaulting, but the intention is to do grievous bodily harm. And you are absolutely correct that the statistics are shocking. But I also want to alert you to the fact that this is not a new phenomenon. If we cast our minds to 15, 20 years ago, more than 43% of children were committing sexual violent crimes against other children. Hmm. And these are children as young as 10 and older. So I think we need to be aware hmm. that this is something that has been there for a long time. And we need to address the systemic yeah. flaws that this country is faced with. Doctor, because, t- sorry to come in there. Two things that, I mean, sorry to cut you short, but two things that immediately come to mind. I mean, we're looking at, uh, shall we say, sound parenting coupled with, uh, shall we say, uh, a solid uh, family unit. So this is seriously lacking in our society right now. Just to contest, uh, and indeed two factors contributing to that at this point in time, and so, before for that matter, as you mentioned. So if we look at a lot of families, they, you know, we're finding that, of course, dysfunctional families, we're looking at these children coming from backgrounds of adversity. Mm. And then what are the adversities? We would look at unemployment, poverty, but yeah. looking at parenting, the lack of an ad- adequate adult male role model or single-parent households. Right. And even where adult male role models are available, emotionally they may not be connected and emotionally not present in the child's life. So the lack of paternal presence is a huge contributory factor. And I think these are challenges. We also need to look at dysfunctionality, substance abuse. These are all contributory factors and risk factors that children are faced with. And, of course, as a result of what we are surrounded by, we are seeing children responding to it in a maladaptive way, where they're trying to resolve the problem the way they know best or the way they've been exposed to or they've learned. They don't Mm -hmm. actually understand that that is not the appropriate 
a way of addressing any challenging situation. Doctor, provincially, how does this look? And just do a quick breakdown. Yeah, how does this look in the country right now from that perspective? Certainly, if we look at the statistics and if we look at our clinical interventions, Mm -hmm. we are receiving so many more referrals of children coming into conflict with the law where children are initiators of sexual violence, children are initiators of using weapons, of using uh, uh, guns, knives, and all sorts of violent means to, to address their problems. They, you know, they, they actually haven't acquired the skills or the art of engaging in a dialogue or negotiating uh, in, in relationships, problem-solving skills. But one right. thing that we need to also understand is the one essential ingredient that we are finding is that there's a lack of empathy where children mm-hmm. are not able to put themselves in the shoes of another to actually understand the pain, the hurt they inflict and that would they like to be in that same situation? How would they react and how would they respond? And what? how would they feel? How would they process the situation? So that's something that we have to also look at, uh, you know, as a systemic thing that we need to instill the sense of understanding insight. Yes and accepting responsibility for actions, but also understanding that actions have consequences. If, if we want children to stop behaving in this kind of unruly, um, unlawful manner, we need to make them aware that obviously there's this impulse control issues there, but they need to stop and think before they mm-hmm. act, because should they fail to think and they just go out and act, they are going to be stringent measures and consequences put in place. And I think these are things that have to be addressed but it's not something that's done in isolation or right. randomly. It's got to be done consistently, starting you know, with prevention. So starting before a child actually reaches that stage of phase in his life where he's unable to control himself and resort to uncontrollable behavior and unlawful and unacceptable behavior. Doctor, so, okay, um, as director of the Teddy Bear Clinic for Abused Children, and also we also have the Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit, for example, in other bodies, um, is there a combo? Do you combine? Do you do you meet? Do you in, in efforts to at least what uh, convey exactly what you've just outlined now uh, during like uh, initiatives or projects or visits that kind of thing? Where where do you come in on this regarding this issue? What do you contribute to, and what well, what do you deal with exactly? Very important. So, of course, we have fora, mm-hmm. forum where uh, people in the child protection network, people that work with children that come into conflict with the law. So, uh, you know, a whole coalition of organizations and bodies that come together addressing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the child protection uh, right. system. And and I think what we are finding is that there is, you know, there is collaboration, there is coordination and integration, but unfortunately it's existing in pockets or silos. So the focus of excellence where people are working, different government departments are doing what you know, is expected of them to do, but they're not actually coordinating uh, that golden thread is not flowing through where people all work together with the same uh, objectives and goals right. in mind. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we find that sex will be doing great work, but they're not communicating with education education is not I was I was going to come I was going to come to that indeed they okay we are aware that of that saying that charity begins at home but uh, if you look at if you look at it uh, realistically children do spend a majority of their time at uh, educational institutions 
Sorry to have come in on, mm-hmm. the, in on that, but to, sorry, carry on. So, you know, again, it's important that we start in the formative years. Mm-hmm. As soon as the first, first, first uh, thousand days kick in, when children start developing vocabulary, right. already we need to look at instilling values and attitudes and, and uh, moral codes in children where they start understanding what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Sure. And, and these are the kind of things that need to be done consistently, reinforced, and to ensure that the children have understood that they have assimilated that uh, information and have integrated it into the behavioral repertoire. So working within the educational structure and framework is key, but starting at already at the ECD level and continuing that, that has to continue throughout the schooling career. Even if we look at the GBVE, GBVF network, where tertiary institutions, higher educational institutions, mm-hmm. are actually creating platforms and dialogues around this very issue because of the high prevalence and incidence of violence. Doctor, we've uh, unfortunately run out of time. We'd love to have chatted to you a bit more about that, but that's the way it goes. We do have a schedule to follow, to follow on the show. Uh, doctor, thank you so much uh, for joining us this afternoon and just giving us a background as to what is contributing to this murder rate and insubordination and behavior behind uh, children in this day and age that we are living in. Dr. Shaida Aoma, Director of the Teddy Bear Clinic for Abused Children.